uh, I'm excited to, to have them. Uh, Tommy and Jenna came on our staff about six months ago in May, and they have done a fantastic job. They are a young couple who are growing fast in how to be uh, ministers and how to have the capacity to love people, and they're doing a great job with our teenagers as well. And so um, I'm looking forward to hearing you, man. I'm looking forward to hearing your heart, hearing what God has uh, in store for you. We are thrilled to have them on staff, and I'm thrilled to uh, bring them up. Let's give a big uh, Friendship Church welcome to Pastor Tommy Haskell. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? Pretty good? <laughs> good. Well, hey, first of all, I just want to say, man, it's an honor. It is a privilege to be up here and share the word with you guys this morning. Thank you, Pastor Adam, for having me. Um, man, just so thankful to be up here this morning. Well, uh, we're going to be uh, kind of talking about trusting in God this morning, trusting God. I believe God's given me a word. Just, man, just trusting him. I want to share that with you guys this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, are you all familiar with the trust fall, with a trust fall? So typically you have two people up, and one person's like blindfolded, or to close their eyes, you got someone else that's behind them, and the person that's blindfolded or uh, closed their eyes falls backwards, and the person's supposed to catch them, right? It's kind of scary, you know, especially, you know, if you know the person that's trying to catch you. <laughs> if you were like me growing up, um, typically I didn't catch the person, it was funny. Uh, <laughs> but it, but, but it, was, it was an illustration of trust, right? I heard, a lot of, I heard it in a lot of sermons. And um, this good illustration of trust. And I think that also can be applied to our, our faith in Jesus, um, trusting in God. Sometimes we, just, we don't understand what's going on, right? We, we see these things around us, but maybe we don't see the whole picture. And trusting God gets difficult. It seems, it seems challenging. And sometimes um, we put our trust in other things that we shouldn't. And so this morning, we're going to be looking at trusting in God. And we're going to be reading out of Proverbs. So if y'all would turn to Proverbs with me. We're going to be turning to Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. All right, it says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And some, some uh, translations will say acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. But man, this is, this is kind of a popular Bible verse, right? Um, if you go shopping at like Hobby Lobby or other places I don't shop at, um, <laughs> you'll see a lot of like wall decor and stuff, right? That says Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And it's, it's a popular Bible verse. Probably a lot of us are familiar with it, maybe even have it memorized. But, to, but this morning, we're just going to kind of take a deeper look at it. So my first point for y'all this morning, number one, is trust starts with our heart. Number one is trust starts with our heart. If you if we're probably go if you're gonna go up to somebody and say hey you know like do you normally trust people would you trust me a complete stranger they're probably gonna tell you no some people might tell you I don't even trust myself right and so trust is not really a popular concept these days it's not really something that is is encouraged a lot and not really talked about that much and in the English language trust means to have reliance on or confidence in a person have a reliance on or confidence in a person. Um, but if you look at trust in the original Hebrew language, which is what Proverbs would have been written in, um, the word is baktach. I hope I said that right. They have that at the end of it. But that means in Hebrew to cling to or to confide in. To cling to or to confide in. And man, trust, right? That's the first word in this passage. And just looking at it, 
right within the context of the Hebrew language, we're already starting to see, okay, there's a deeper meaning. It's not just having confidence in somebody. It's not just relying on somebody. It's, it's clinging to them. It's confiding to them. Has anyone ever been on a roller coaster this morning? Anybody like roller coasters? I like roller coasters, right? Do y'all like going on roller coasters that you feel like it's going to be a one-way trip, right? <laughs> not really sure. Uh, me and Jenna, when we first met, uh, we used to go to Six Flags all the time. We had season passes. Um, we got, like, the, the meal plan, so we go there. We each get a free meal and snack. Blaze going, ah, Yeah, it was pretty romantic. <laughs> so we go to Six Flags. And uh, just recently, we actually got to go to the one in San Antonio. Um, I think it's Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. I Man, they have some crazy rides. And Jenna won't go on all the crazy ones with me, but she'll go on some of them. And uh, typically what happens, you, ra- you wait in line, you finally get there. If you like me, you might wait a few extra turns just so you can sit in the front, right? You get in there, hopefully the person remembers to strap you in, because um, that's kind of important. And then what happens? It starts going. You're going up the tracks, you hear the ticking, you get to the very top, and then it drops, right? Here we go. Let's hope that, you know, <laughs> we land, right? And, and what do you normally do in that moment? If you're crazy like me, I like to throw my hands up in the air and yell and scream and get wild, right? Most of the time, all right, you're going to hang on to something, right? You're going to clean on to something. If you're like, Jen, you're going to hang on to me. Like, hope, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I hope we make it, right? You're going to clean on to the roller coaster, to the straps, whatever's going on, right? Hopefully, we're going to make it. But I feel like in our faith, right, when things get turbulent, right, it's a, popular, it's a popular saying, right, that we're on this roller coaster called life. And when we go through the ups and when we go through the downs, what do we cling to? Sometimes... We cling to things. Um, to, we cling. We cling to the things of the world, right? The world is going to tell you, man. We have all the answers. We have all the solutions. And sometimes it gets too easy to cling to the things of this world, right? Sometimes you might cling to old old habits, right? We cling to old habits, but the Bible tells us to cling to what? To cling to the Word of God. To cling to His promises. To cling to Jesus Christ. It says in Psalms twenty-eight seven. It says this. The Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart, what it trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I praise him. But it doesn't just stop with saying trust in God. It says to what? Trust in God with all your heart. Trust in God with all your heart. And I, and I feel like maybe sometimes we can, we can overlook that when it says to trust in God with all our heart. You guys know what the most important organ in your body is? The heart, right? The heart, what does it do? It basically controls everything. A couple quick facts for you about the heart is, number one, your heart actually beats over 100,000 times a day. That's kind of crazy. And your heart also pumps about one and a half gallons of blood every single minute. All right, nobody pass out on me now. If my mom's watching, she's probably getting a little faint. Um, <laughs> right? But the heart is this amazing thing, right? It, it basically, I mean, if, it, it makes everything function inside of your body. It pumps blood away from it, pumps blood back to it, and it basically regulates everything that you're doing, right, in your entire body because your heart is, it gives you life, right? And so we're gonna trust, if we're going to trust God with all of our heart, we're going to trust God with our life. We're going to trust God with everything. We're going to let God control everything inside of our life. But let's get a little bit more, a little more specific. What do you mean, Pastor Tommy, when you say, you got to trust God with my whole life, to trust God with everything? Well, what I'm saying is we got to trust God with our marriage. We got to trust God with our family. We got to trust God with our kids. Trust God with, with, our, with our finances. We got to trust God with everything. When things, man, it's not making sense. When things, man, I don't understand what's going on. When things get rough, 
We need to cling to the promises of God. We need to, change, we need to cling to an unchanging God. Amen? Amen. That is so important. But you know, what's in, you know what's the hardest to trust God when it's the hardest? is when we don't understand what's going on. <laughs> That's the hardest. <laughs> Man, you know, I don't understand why I'm going through this right now. I don't understand why this happened, God. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening now? You know, couldn't it have just this happen later, right? And we ask all these why questions. And, and, and we, and we, and we kind of forget about trusting in God. And trusting God when we don't understand things, that is when it gets hard. So our second point this morning, number two, is that trust forfeits understanding. Number two is that trust forfeits understanding. If you're like me, you can ask Jenna. I just like to understand everything. <laughs> I like to know what's going on. I like to understand stuff. We'll be at the dinner table or maybe in a restaurant and she'll say something. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let me look that up real quick. <laughs> like fact checked her or something. I don't know. And I, I want to I understand, right? I want to understand. And I don't know. I probably started, a quick story, probably I started when I was about a junior in high school. I just wanted to learn about random stuff. I want to learn about, like, seatbelts and coffee and this random stuff. I don't know why. That, that's just what I wanted to learn about. And so um, I, just, I looked up into those different things. And uh, seatbelts, if you didn't know, in New Hampshire, um, for 18 or older, it's not required by the law. Um, coffee, do we have any Starbucks drinkers in the house this morning? Um, well, if you get Starbucks, the, the coffee beans, right, you make it at home, it might not taste as good as it does when it's made in Starbucks. And the reasoning is that their coffee is good not just because of their coffee beans, if you think it's good, <laughs> not just because of their coffee beans, it's actually because of their water. Their water is triple filtered. And so I just wanted to understand weird stuff like that. Like, why would anybody know stuff like that? And I just want to understand things, right? But when our faith with Jesus, right, the only thing that we need to understand is that we just need to trust in God. And there's a guy in the scriptures that, man, he went through a lot of stuff, and he struggled with trusting in God. And his name was Job, right? Job, man, I mean, everything you could think of happens to this guy. But you know what it says in Job 1.1? The very first thing it says when it describes him, it says that he was blameless. He was upright. It said that he feared God and he shunned evil. So, I mean, it's basically telling us, right, that in this first verse, I mean, Job was like up there. Like, this dude was almost perfect, right? And because of that, God was blessing everything, right? God was blessing everything he did his entire life. But did, but did that keep him from the things of life and from, from heartache and from hardships? No. And God allowed things to happen, right? God allowed, allowed Satan to, to take away everything he had. He allowed Satan to take away his entire family. I mean, take away, to his, take away his health, right? To the, to the point where God said, all right, you can do all these things, but you can't take away his life. And so Job, and Job struggles, right? He has conversations with, with some of his friends, and then he has a conversation with God, and he's just like, man, I, I don't understand. What is, what is going on? Why is this happening to me right now? And you know what? God never gives him an answer. He never tells him, oh, yeah, this is happening because, no, he, he never says that. that he got, uh, God never gives Job an answer. But you know what Job understands in the end of that story? He says, you know what? Who am I to question God? I didn't create this universe. I don't, I don't speak life. It's, it's not my job to understand things. All that matters is that I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in his sovereignty. I'm trusting in his will and his plan and his purpose for my life. And man, when Job understood that, what happened? God, God blessed him. God, God blessed his faithfulness. God blessed his unwavering trust in him. And he got everything that he had lost back. And what else? He got back more than what he had originally had, right? And God recognized that, that faithfulness and that trust in his life. 
In Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9, it says this. God, I was talking to Isaiah here. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts higher than your thoughts. Amen. Man, God's ways are so much more perfect than ours, right? Sometimes we think, man, you know what? I want to be this when I grow up. I want to do this when I get more money. I want to move on to this part of my life. And we have all these plans, right? But then God just comes over and he's like, all right. That, that's not the plan that I gave you, is it? <laughs> right? But we have to trust that God's plan is so much per- more perfect, right? And it might look different than ours, but it's always going to be better than ours. But what does it say in verse 6? In Proverbs 3, verse 6, it says this. If we submit to him in all our ways, he will make our paths straight. If we submit to him in all our ways. And so my third point for you all this morning is that trust is surrender. Trust is surrender. The way I look at it is, man, you know what, God, I trust in you. I'm waving my white flag. You know what, I'm just going to stop trying to understand everything. I'm going to stop trying to get an answer for everything, God. All that matters, I just trust in you. I trust in your plan. I trust in your purpose, Father God. I trust in, in your ways and in your methods, God. I mean, if we look at the story of Jesus, right? He's having a, that conversation in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and what does he say? He says, if it is possible... Let this cup pass from me, right? Even Jesus had to trust in the will of the Father. Even Jesus had to recognize that, you know what? God, your way is higher. And God, I have to trust in your plan and your purpose for me right now. And there's another story of this guy in the Old Testament that I think sometimes gets overlooked. And it's the story of Abraham and Isaac. Man, that guy really trusted God, right? What happens? God talks to Abraham and says, hey, I want you to take your son up, and I want you to sacrifice him to me. And so what does Abraham do? He obeys God, right? He knew better. <laughs> he obeys God. He takes his son Isaac, goes up on this mountain, and he gets, it says he gets this wood. He gets these sticks. He makes a wooden altar. He binds his son, puts his son on the altar. And right when he's about to make the killing blow, an angel sent by God says, Abraham, Abraham, stop, right? And, and, and what happens? Abraham was being tested, but, man, he had complete trust in God. And who was, who was Isaac? Was Isaac, you know, just one of the 12 sons of Jacob? No. Isaac was like a miracle child, right? God had given Isaac to Abraham and Sarah in their old age. When they were past their childbearing years, Isaac was this miracle son. So Abraham wasn't just, you know, this was his son, but this was a, this was a miracle child that he was trusting God with, that God had just given him, and now he's asking him to sacrifice to him. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> And so, man, that's a whole other sermon. But, you know, <laughs> Abraham's, you know, going up there. I can't imagine, you know, Isaac's like, okay, like, where's the animal here, right? And, and Abraham's like, you know, don't worry about it. God will provide. He's probably thinking to myself, God, you know, you better do something quick because this, this is starting to not make sense, right? But what did Abraham have to do? He had to completely trust, completely trust in God. He had to surrender everything that he, that he thought he knew, he knew and his trust in the will and the purpose of God. Right, we talked earlier about trusting God. We we got to trust in Him with our marriage, our family, our jobs. We have to surrender all those things to Him. But man, God God requires us to surrender more than that when we trust in Him. One of the things He wants us to surrender to Him as we trust in Him is our comfortability. Oh man, not that. 
we're in America, man, we like our lazy boys and our cars that have these massage chairs and stuff like that. We like being comfortable, man. And, and we get used to that, right? But sometimes those things can filter into our spiritual walk. Or, man, I, I, maybe that looks like we're just complacent, right? We've gotten to a point in our face where we don't feel like we need to grow anymore because, I, I mean, I'm good where I'm at. Or maybe, maybe it looks like something else where we're walking around and, and God's saying, man, you know what? You should see if that person needs prayer. You know what? You should invite that person to church. You know what? I, I, I f- you know, God, I feel like he's leading me to maybe even share my testimony with this person. But what happens sometimes? Sometimes we feel like we're just too comfortable. Man, I don't want to do that. I don't know that person. That makes me feel uncomfortable. But if we're going to trust in God, then we got to what? we got to surrender our comfortability. That's not what matters, right? we got to put that behind us and put the things of God before us. Amen? Amen. We, we got to also make sure that, that we're surrendering our understanding, right? That we're surrendering control. Man, as humans, we like to control things, right? We like to have a plan. We like to, we like to know what's going to happen, right? But God's got this whole bigger plan, right? This, 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 this will. And we got to surrender control of our lives to him. We got to surrender everything to him. And when we do this, when, when we surrender everything to Jesus Christ, our trust in him is made complete. When we surrender everything to Jesus Christ, our trust in him is made complete. And you know what the one thing is we never have to worry about? Is God will never break our trust. God will never break our trust. Man, that is, that is an, that's an awesome promise. He's never going to break our trust. I, I feel like sometimes throughout life, um, this trust becomes something that, that's hard. It's becomes something that's confusing because our trust has been broken. Maybe our trust has been abused, right? But, but when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, we never have to worry about it being, being broken. We never have to worry about God going back on his word. So looking at the scripture verse now, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. We've probably already been able to think of a few things that maybe we haven't trusted God with completely yet. Maybe some things in our life that we need to start trusting with God that we haven't been able to give to him our entire, our entire lives. But I'm telling you guys right now that right now is the moment where we can, we can begin to do that. We can be in the trust in God. We can br- begin to surrender everything, everything to him. And we might have our doubts, right? We might have our doubts. Man, this trust seems a little scary, you know. It's a little concerning. I got, I got to give everything to God. I got I, I to give control of everything to God. Well, that's what God, God's what God requires. We might, but here's the thing. Is God, is God ever going to fail us? Is God ever going to let us down? Is he ever going to go back on our word, on his word? Is he ever going to break our trust? The answer is no. So we have nothing to worry about when we trust in God. He's not going to fail us. He's not going to let us fall. He's not going to just leave us behind because God is a God that we can trust. In fact, when we put our trust in him, our trust is built up. It's strengthened, and it will never be broken. We have to surrender to submit everything to him. And when we do that, when we do that, when we surrender and we submit everything to him, we begin to realize, you know what? I don't need to understand everything that's going on. I don't need how to answer for everything because you know what? All that matters is that I'm trusting in God. And when I do that, I have nothing to worry about. Man, that's a, that's that blessed assurance. Amen. Man, that's not in the worship set, but what a great song. Blessed assurance, right? When we trust in God because God is perfect. And when we put our trust in him, when our trust is in God, that's the perfect place for our trust to be. And man, we live in a world 
where everything's changing, right? Nothing's for certain. Everything in our lives, nothing's for certain. Everything's always changing. And, and man, it's hard just to know things are, are going to last, right? But when we put our trust in God, man, that's, that's the place where it needs to be this morning. So this morning, I just want to invite you guys, if you would, if you would to stand with me. Stand with me this morning. I want us to, to sing and just to worship the Lord together, to praise him. Man, just to praise him. God, thank you for having such a better plan than my own this morning. Father God, thank you for always staying true to your word. Father God, thank you for never failing me, for never letting me down this morning, God. God, I know there are things in my life, Lord God, that doesn't make sense that I've been trying to understand that I haven't been able to give control over to you. But Father God, this is the morning. This is the moment, Lord God. I don't know if it's been years, if it's been months, if it's been decades, Father God, but I'll give you control, God. I trust you, Lord God, with this thing in my life this morning, Father God. I give you ownership, Lord God, of this thing in my life. Lord God, it doesn't matter, Lord. I don't have to understand the things that are going on in my life. Begin to talk to him this morning. Father God, I don't have to understand, Lord God. I don't have to have the answers like Job, Lord God. All that matters, Lord God, is I'm trusting in your will. I'm trusting in your purpose and in your promises for my life, Lord God. You don't have plans for my destruction. You don't have plans for my demise, Lord God. You have plans, Lord God, to prosper me. Lord God, you have a bright hope and a bright future, Lord God. You have ordered my steps, Lord God. I have nothing to worry about when I trust in you. So this morning, let's recognize the the trust that we can put in Jesus Christ, the trust that he will never break. So let's worship together this morning, guys, and let's praise God for being a wonderful, trustworthy God. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Is there something, area in your life where you have not trusted the Lord? You've trusted the Lord in some areas of your life, but as the word says, to trust the Lord with all our hearts not just some of our heart. Can we think for a moment? Say, God, show me the, the, even the darker corner, corners of my heart. Is there something there where I, is there, a, is there a place where I don't trust you? Help me to take those steps to begin to trust you. Can we look for those places? Lord, I come, I come to you this morning saying thank you for being a faithful God. A faithful God. And even in, the, in those moments where we have not trusted you, God, we come, first of all, first of all, to repent, to apologize and to repent. Say, God, help me. Help me to look and to trust in you with all my heart. Search those places in my heart, Lord. Yes, Lord, help me to turn over to you. Maybe it's my finances. Maybe it's my family. Some of these things that, that Pastor Tommy mentioned Lord, we want to give, we want to trust you with all of our heart, not just part of it, Lord. So God, we lift you up this morning. What a faithful God you are. What a faithful God you are. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk out this message, to walk out this message to you, to not just say, oh, it's a great little message, and then we go home, but Lord, that we walk this message out, that we trust in you with all of our hearts, that we lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, help us to acknowledge you and you will make our path straight. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Let's sing it again this morning. Help us, Lord. Thank you for being a faithful God. Lift him up this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Tommy, for bringing the word to us this morning. Absolutely. Say thank you.
tell you what, it, it's a good message and it's a timely message for today, especially for, for young people. I'm telling you, they, they want you to trust in your feelings. They say to trust in celebrities or whoever that doesn't care a bit about you, doesn't know you, okay? But there is a God that not only knows you, but loves you and died for you. So we trust in him. We trust in him. He's got a great plan for us. And so thank you, Pastor Tommy, for bringing the word this morning to us.